What's up? Today is April 7th, 2015. I am Jeremy Shoemaker, known on the internet as Shoe Money. And you are listening to the Shoe Money Show on Webmaster Radio, also available on iTunes, Stitcher, and all the other places I can't pronounce where you can download podcasts. With me today is Mr. Mark Hargrove. Thank you, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, what do you think of that intro music? Dude, it's baller. I love it. Thanks. It's, it's, so, if anybody's ever called your cell phone, it, it matches your your your, your ringtone on your uh, your phone. I love that. Yeah, my ring back, Drake. From the bottom, now I am. Yep. Now my whole team here. It's um yeah. So it's it's funny because I just met with um about a half billion dollar hedge fund who wanted us to consult with them, and I mean they, they this deal they wanted to do involved stock, and they just used all these terms, and I don't even want to get into it. But I was so like frustrated. Like by the time I left, within twenty four hours, I had a mock up of their new site, all this other stuff, and it took them weeks to do anything. And I was like, "You guys, you guys are insane." But um, anyway, yeah, the whole uh, I forgot what the hell my point was even. What were you just talking about? Um, Billion dollar hedge fund. I don't know. It's- anyway, they're dipshits. And um, when I listen to the show, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was a good that was a good point. But, oh, yeah, so the guy calls me, and he's like, take that N-word music off your – I mean, this guy's a CEO of, of – well, he's not a CEO, but he's like the, the founder, manager, whatever you call it, the half-billion-dollar hedge fund. He's like, take that N-word you know, ring thing. What the hell is that, you know – N-word music it's, on your thing. My short stint with corporate America when, when, when we took our company public, th- <laughs> these guys act so differently than, than grassroots entrepreneurs like you and I. It's just crazy how you know they're bred for a certain way and the, 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 it's just so narrow. I mean, what they do, what we do, it is just so night and day. The, the cult, I guess the, it's the culture so night and day. They've got rules that you have to play by. And if you don't play by those rules, I mean you get weeded out so early so that the guys that have longevity in corporate – America, these you know finance guys. I mean, it's just so different. Whereas, thank God with the internet, you know, with our inter, you know with our generation and the internet business. I mean, we can kind of we just got a lot more leeway. And sometimes we forget how much freedom we have. You know, until you start associating. I mean, when I started going to these meetings, they were put suits and stuff on me. And I just went, you know, it was just crazy. I'm like, did I even own a suit? They're like, you got to have a suit for this meeting. Right. So, Hargrove, why don't you go back and tell us your story a little bit because people are probably like, oh, this is one of Jeremy's guys got on here. Who's this guy? Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, Hargrove was the guy who brought Hulk Hogan to the Philly Summit, which is by far the most – I don't know what you paid him, but there's never been a more successful booth in the history of any show I've ever gone it, to. And I've gone to- Missy, Missy and Sean literally had to refund two or three booths next to us because they literally couldn't conduct business. Because the line to get autographs from Hulk Hogan was, at any given time was you know 100 to 300 deep, and they just couldn't conduct business. So it was classic. He's like, I've never had to refund a booth because literally the guy's booth next to him blew up so much that they couldn't. They 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 deserved a refund. So it was classic. That's amazing. All right, so tell us about Mark Hargrove. Where did yeah, you come from? Three minute story. You know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I was very fortunate 
my uh, my senior year, I was at Ohio State University. My roommate actually was a was a was a graphic designer at an old company called CompuServe. Some people may never remember CompuServe, but they were a precursor to like AOL. They were the first way you could get online. And he came home with it. His eyes were just. Well, this was ninety five. You know, his eyes are big as well as he's like. I just discovered these things called web pages, and I can build them. I'm like, well, if you can build them, you know, I can sell them. So we uh, we got into web hosting business back in the mid '90s, and and when I was my early 20s, you know, we were hosting you know 20,000 websites back in the mid to late 90s. Wow. As much as I brag about that, it's, it's totally embarrassing because I started my business four years be- before Bob Parsons even thought of the word GoDaddy, and had such a head start and. Uh, wasn't able to capitalize on it. I mean, I, I still have a hosting company. We host, you know, 80, 90,000 websites still today. So I'm like a dinosaur in that space that I've been able to, to survive that long in the, in the web hosting industry. Um, and was that guy one of your guys that are still with you? Yeah, but Andy and Jason, well, Andy and Jason, the guys, you know, they started working yeah, yeah. when they were like 19 years old. So eventually I made them business partners, you know, after you know, after 15 years, they certainly earned their stripes and some of the smartest guys I ever met. So, yeah, these guys were with me from the beginning and, and uh, it was just a crazy ride because with hosting, the way I explain it, Jeremy, is like we get to see everything from the top. Like when you're hosting 50,000 websites, you got some guys that can't even pay their hosting bill. Obviously, they don't know what the hell they're doing. And then you got some guys buying a dedicated server every other week, just blowing up, you know. So you get to see what works and what doesn't work. And people are willing to share. It's almost like you're their priest. People are willing to share everything with their web hosting provider because they just they want it, you know they think of you as a partner. So you get to see all these business models developing. And you know, back in the early two thousands, you know, pay per click was just starting. SEO was just starting. I mean, it was such a different landscape prior to you know YouTube and all, all this stuff. So you really got to see everything from a real high level. And uh, I always say, you know, we're landlords of the internet. You, the one bill you pay every month is your hosting bill. You know, so it's kind of like commercial real estate. You know, that that subway pays their rent every month. That grocery store pays their rent every month. The 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 great clips. The, you know, they pay their rent every month. Everybody pays their hosting bill at the end of the month and it's a, it's a, it's a nice business to, to be in cause it's, you know, it's recurring revenue. And I was fun. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. First thing people always ask me, they say, do you host any famous sites? I say, yeah, huh. I host the, the most famous wrestler in the world. And I host the most famous internet marketer in the world. And there you go. You can always guess the number one, but they can never figure out who number two is. Uh, yeah. Well, guaranteed. I was talking to someone the other day because me and you have been talking about doing some business together, and which in, which involved that certain wrestler possibly. And um, and because I was telling my friends, I'm like, there's no one. Uh, at one time, I, I would say that Mike Tyson was probably. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know that there's any more worldwide recognizable person on the planet than Hulk Hogan. He's got to be in the top five. I mean, you take LeBron. You take some big athletes, you know, LeBron and Jordan. and Yeah, I don't know. But I, recognizable because of the hair, because of the mustache. I mean, he's so big in Japan. He's so big. He's bigger outside the U.S. than he is here in the U.S., which sounds crazy, but they love him. I mean, it's, it's – Oh, they're – yeah, there's Japan is insane, like, for mixed martial arts and for wrestling. And, and so, you know, but the thing is, is, like, so I, I kind of, like, 
did like a litmus test of a couple people. So my my nanny is like I think she's nineteen. Our our the girl that does our nighttime stuff, and so I asked her. I said, "Do you know who you know?" Like I, I drilled off like ten people. Like one of my friends, like, "Oh, Dennis Rodman's like really," famous. and she's like, "No, I don't have any clue." And I was surprised, like how many kids don't know who Paris Hilton is because I got a picture with Paris Hilton, you know, and I guess she had her moment and that was it. And when I say kids, I mean twenty. Yeah, you know? yeah, certainly. So anyway, yeah, I mean so. So, which kind of leads us into, so Mark, you did the hosting thing. When did you, now Mark was, you were in the WWF and you did a local circuit and other stuff. Local circuit in the the early nineties. And then I got my big break in 93. I got, I got called up by Vince McMahon to go work on uh, what was the precursor to Monday night raw. They would, they would do the TV tapings. And I think a couple years later they started doing Monday night raw, but it was the equivalent of what Monday night raw is where, you would go in and, and back, this is back when they had what they called jobbers where they would have no name guys just get beat up by the stars. They don't do that anymore, but that's how wrestling always was. And they saved all the good matches. You had to pay to go see all the good matches and you watch the crappy ones on TV. So right, right. the, uh, yeah, the reality is I got, I got my big break. I'd been wrestling a local circuit. It was actually a local heavyweight champion in Ohio. I had a belt and everything. It was the coolest thing in college to walk around. You were the heavyweight champion? Yeah, in Ohio, I went, you know, for our circuit, we did Indiana, Pittsburgh. What's your way? And I would take the belt out to the bar. And I'll tell you what, everybody wants to, everybody wants to challenge you. And you're drunk at the bar with your heavyweight title. Believe me, <laughs> you can get yourself into some trouble because everybody, everybody wants a piece, you know. So That's I, awesome. Vince McMahon, and I walk in there, and I'm just so stoked because I'm going to be all these childhood idols. I walk in, and Macho Man's there, Lex Luger's there. And uh, they're all there, and I'm like, oh, I wonder who I'm going to get to wrestle tonight. And there's this big fat guy, he's 400 pounds, and he was going by the name Bastion Booger at the time. I'm like, please, don't let me have to wrestle this guy. And sure enough, uh, I come, like, hey, I'm Mike Shaw. I'll be working with you tonight, Mark. Starts blubbering out a bunch of stuff. And long story short, the, the match ends with a tea bag. And for those of you who don't know what a tea bag is, it's when a guy puts his ball sack on your face. <laughs> so instead of the pinning maneuver, him hooking the leg, the one, two, three. He sits on my face, and they do the three count. And, oh, uh, my word. Later that night in the, uh, the 11 o'clock, the local 11 o'clock news, they're like, local wrestler Mark Hardgrove did not fare so well tonight. And they reversed it. Like they had him teabag me, and then they would pull it up, and then he'd teabag me again. He'd like triple teabag me on the Oh, my God. As somehow as a young 20-year-old cool kid, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. You know? Now it lives in, on YouTube forever, and it haunts me. Um, that's awesome that's awesome though i mean i mean seriously who has experiences like that so that night i got to lace my boots up next to hawk i'm nervous lacing my boots up and hawk's the only guy that's allowed to show up late everybody else has to get there like at 4 30 hawk comes blown in like at 8 30 busts into the locker room and i'm like i'm trying to get up and move and he starts breaking my balls you know because i don't know what i'm doing and and then uh, it was so funny though because sergeant slaughter came in and kind of caught us like talking and and then Sarge started breaking Hogan's balls. Like, oh, Hogan, I remember when you, you, you know, you were greener than this kid. So that was kind of like my little cool little thing. I get to see somebody break Hulk Hogan's balls because, you know, Sergeant Slaughter had more seniority or whatever at, at the time is because of the way the ranking system worked. So then 20 years later, I'm, I'm running this hosting company. We're getting our ass kicked by GoDaddy. We're getting our ass kicked by Bluehost, HostGator. I'm trying to figure out how do we research this brand? You know, we're just, it's a commoditized service, really tough to differentiate. We're sitting around a bar and we start naming off mascots. I'm like, you know, GoDaddy's got Danica Patrick, you know, like 
that's if that's the best there is out there, we can do better than that. And we start naming all these names. Like you said, we had Tyson on the list, Shatner. The top of the list was Hulk Hogan. I said, you know, I used to wrestle. Maybe I can convince this guy to go into business with us. And and sure enough, sixty days later, we we had him signed, and uh, and it's a whole story in itself how we found how we were able to convince him. You know, convince a, a wrestler. You know, the concept of domain registration and web hosting. But uh, he was hook, line, and sinker. He was in, man, and uh, it was a fun, it was a fun a fun venture. It was really cool to bring him to Affiliate Summit. It was really cool you know, to hang out with him that year and then to get to see him go back to the WWE and get back on top where he is now. That's unbelievable. And and especially because, yeah, like you said, I mean, like you, when you, he was, I mean, I don't want to say he was at his low point, but, you yeah, know, when you, he was coming you up, he let's just a, say you got him at a good price. Yeah, we got, yeah, we got the right, and he was like, how do you, where, how do you offer Hulk Hogan? Like, we didn't, I didn't know where to offer him, like 25 grand or like a, a half a million. Like, I didn't want to insult him, but then I didn't want to, you know, so it was really hard to figure out you know, how do you, uh, you know, how do you do it? And the cool thing was I was talking to his agent. The true story is Hogan was offered the, uh, the foreman grill was offered to Hogan and he missed the phone call. And when he finally got back to his agent, he ended up getting the blender instead of the, uh, instead of the foreman, you know, foreman went on to make something like 50 million off this grill and it was supposed to be Hogan. So he's always had his chip on his shoulder about that. And he was hoping that the hosting thing could be his grill. Unfortunately, it wasn't for him and I, but uh, nevertheless, you know, and that's what you do. You just try things, man. Try and fail fast. If it sure, works. sure, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. So, Mark, um, and are we going to go an hour? Or are we just going to do a half hour? Because we're we're just like I can sit here do all day long, man. Okay, all right. So let's do a full Tell hour and cut off for commercials and okay, and keep rocking and rolling. Tell me when you all right. <laughs> so so mark has it it's like it's crazy because we're gonna jump around all over this thing i know it's just like when me and mark talk you got two add two add entrepreneurs on on the horn it, it, it's it's bound to get a little wild right so somewhere in between there mark decides he wants to own an ESA company yeah well what happened was you know just like any entrepreneur internet entrepreneur i mean you can't touch any of your stuff jeremy i mean the stuff think of all the products you've sold over the years millions of dollars in products most ringtones you can't touch a ringtone you can't touch an e-course. You can't touch an e-book. I'm the same way. I've been selling domain registration, hosting, search engine optimization. You know, kind of an egotistical thing. You know, it's like I've never sold anything that I could touch or feel. So I said, I'm going to give it one shot. I want to come up with a product. And at the time, it was in it was like 2010, 2011, and these e-cigarettes were just blowing up. I went to uh, I went to PubCom with a guy, and he brought one of these e-cigarettes. And I mean, literally, this was 2010. He must have – I'm not shooting you. Know, a hundred people come up and want to puff on this e-cigarette and just my light bulb went off. I said, this, this, this could get big. So I went to China, put a bunch of money into this company and started – Just went stuff. to China. You know, just went to China. Well, you got to go. That's where they make the things, you know. So we go, we go <laughs> on a flight. We go to China, and that's wild. If you've never been to China, it's like the closest thing of landing on the moon. I mean it's crazy over there. So we start to see cigarette company. We're, we're, we're plugging along. I mean, it, it's got mild success. We're doing a couple million bucks a year in revenue. And I meet this guy, and he's like, let's take this thing public. And I said, you can't – you know, when somebody says something like that, you're like, what are you, crazy? Like, you, you, we're, doing two million, we're doing two million bucks a year in revenue. You know, like maybe five years from now, that's the plan. But what it taught me was, you know, we, only, we set limitations on ourselves. We're the only ones that – I mean, we are our biggest enemies of, you know, he said, let's do it. I said, okay. 
And literally six months later, we took the thing public and we, you know, we had this crazy, you know, we, we took it public at like a quarter a share. And then the next day it started training, went up to 50 cents a share. And then the next week it went up to a buck a share. I'm like, holy cow, it just went up like 4X. And I thought it was overvalued at a quarter, you know, and then it went up to $2. And then the thing went up to $60 one day. And it was literally insane. It was, uh, the market cap was like a $3 billion and I owned a third of the business. So it was the craziest thing ever. Um, and that still is today, you know, it's just, but the experience of, uh, of going through that and, uh, the people you meet and the, you know, just talk about the different economics of the businesses that you and I run, which, you know, have to be cash flow positive. They have, you know, you, you, you can get your head around all the processes that are happening, but. Right. And, and, you know, the, the crazy thing is if you actually Google Mark Hargrove, you're going to come up with, with the WWF thing. And then you're going to come up with an article in Forbes that I believe was titled like who got rich this month or this week. And it said in there that, you know, you went from whatever to worth 200 some million dollars. Yeah, it was crazy. I think it was, it was in the same article as Zuckerberg or something crazy. Yeah. 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 That's nuts. That's nuts. It doesn't have the greatest ending. No, that's, that's part of, part of building character. No, it's what goes up must come down usually, you know, in the bedroom and in, and, 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 uh, uh, in business. So, you know, the reality is, is it was, it was over, it was over, you know, here's the crazy thing. When we were doing 3 million bucks a year in revenue, we were worth a billion dollars. You know, the market valued us at a billion dollars or seven, you know, it's crazy valuation. We built the business. Now the business is on a run, it's, it's on a run rate of 80 or $90 million and it's worth you know, $50 million. You know, so the, the economics of, of the stock market, you know, there's really no rhyme or reason to it. It's, it's legalized gambling in my opinion but the reality is is was 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 an amazing experience and i made a little bit of money along the way and and i I get this fast i get this harvard education on what you can do now i don't know that i would take another company public but if i wanted to now i know how to do it you know in the right circumstances and you make a lot of mistakes usually the second or third time you do things so we trusted a lot of people that probably didn't have our best my best interest you know they had their own best interest and, you know, you learn, you learn. That's how you learn. You take your lumps. This was just an expensive one. Well, but was it, though? I mean, because you, you came out way ahead. I mean. Yeah. Here's the deal. I wanted to have a product. I, 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 I wanted to come up with a product. My product now is sold in Walmart. It's sold in Walgreens. It's sold at Rite Aid. It's sold, you know, we're in 120,000 outlets in the country. I mean, so it was wildly successful. You know, the reality for my skill set it, it blew out of way out of control where, where my personal skill set is. So at some point you, you hand the baton to other people and you let them kind of finish out the, you know, you, you hand the ball off and let them, let them, let them take over. We right. are, and so, I mean, you know, the, the, C, that's, that's the CEO you, you guys so, have is, is a pimp. Yeah. I mean, he's like former CEO of, I want to say Kraft and IBEV bought Budweiser. Yeah, we we had the right we had the right guy. Brent Brent Willis is amazing. He is one of the smartest people, and he was the guy that said, "Let's take this thing pu- public," you know. And I I told him he was crazy. And he said, "It's only crazy if you believe it's crazy, man." And 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 that, that's one thing you know. I want to really get that out to your listeners. Is is, is uh, yeah, you're right. In, in, in you know, it did buy Budweiser. I mean, it was it was a crazy 
crazy story this guy had. He rolled up the beer industry, and that was our plan was to roll up the whole e-cigarette industry. I think we did five acquisitions, eight months or something crazy. All right, we got to take a break. Um, let's, we're going to take a break, everybody. We'll be back in a couple minutes with Mark Hargrove. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the sound of... Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Creating a website is not an easy task, and there are so many companies to choose from. How do I know which one is best? It's a big jump making your site mobile-friendly, generating sales, and answering questions with no struggles. If you want to come out on top, you need Frog on Top. At Frog on Top, we take the time to make your site generate money, not just look good. Our team of experts are WordPress savvy, and our customer service is leaps ahead. See why we say our websites are designed better by leaps and bounds by going to frogontop.com. Frog on Top, your one-stop solution for the web. Frogontop.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show on webmasterradio.ff. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, Jeremy Shoemaker here. Shoe Money with Mr. Mark Hargo, former WFFRS lawyer, former worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, but do you did, now when I, I talked to you before about that, you were super bummed. I'm sorry. Repeat that, Jeremy. When you when you you had a company you were you know worth two hundred million dollars, and you know the stock dropped a lot, but but you were kind of bummed. And what's what's like not? I think enough time is I don't know. It might be still be too soon, but it's like to to lose on on paper or whatever. Like, well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I grew up poor. I didn't have a nickel. I made all my money on my own. You know, like you said, I take care of my family. You know, I, I was never entitled. You know, kid growing up, I figured out everything on my own and made all my own money. And the reality is, you know, if anything, the money a little bit, maybe some of it scares you. You know, when you got a great, I got a great wife, I got a great family, I got great, you know, my friends, you know, I got a great friend. You start getting that kind of money. Things start getting real scary on what, how it's going to change your life. When you're happy prior to that, you know, really there's only one way to go and it's down, you know, and and I know it's easy to say that when, you know, it didn't materialize and it fell apart. But 
the reality is, man, when you're with that kind of money, the sharks are out. I mean, you get in LinkedIn, invest, you know, people, it's just crazy. People start treating you different. And um, so a little bit is, you know, you know, I still financially can have anything I want in life. So really none of that's For changed. Sure. It's just the crazy headaches and the craziness of, of having a couple hundred million bucks. I, I don't, I don't have to deal with that headache, but um, yeah, it would have been nice. Could have, we could have done some amazing things with charity. We could have done some really cool stuff, but you know, I'm young, I'm still a young guy. And, and I've seen what's possible if you, if you get everything right at the right time. So you, know, sure. you get up and you keep going to work every day. That's, you know, it was, when it was worth all that money, I got up every day and went to work just like I do today, just like I did yesterday and just like I will next week, you know? So, um, yep. it's, you just, it, it, it is what it is, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but, but it's like, I mean, do you, do, do you get to the point where you're like, Oh, you know, let's pick out a jet, you know, I, like, I mean, you know, I look, I can't say I didn't, I looked at some really expensive stuff and I'm, I'm so proud that I didn't, didn't pull the trigger on anything. Cause you know, we were, we were days away from uplisting to the NASDAQ and, and the timing was horrible. You know, blue came out and reported that their numbers year over year numbers were down 30%. It was that week in October where the stock market took a real nasty dip and our lead bank, which was Wells Fargo was out there selling the thing and, we had to. We were trying to raise 150 million bucks, and I think we raised 60 million. And the magic number we had to raise was 120 to, to, to fulfill all of our S1 requirements. So we fell short. You know, and you, you can hindsight quarterback it and say, I "Wish if we had lowered the number, if we had did this, we'd do that." I mean, we were so close, and sure. it just didn't happen, man. Didn't happen. Well, shit happens. I mean, you know, lose 100 million, whatever. Right. I mean, yeah, you know, life's all about, you know, but here's the, here's the interesting thing that um, I, I didn't come up with it. I heard it somewhere, but it was about like how anyway, it's about the game of Monopoly. And it's like, OK, you know, me and you are playing Monopoly and I become this Monopoly tycoon and I'm freaking <laughs> awesome at it. And every time you land on my hotels, I'm freaking getting paid, got all this money and the game's over. I won, but it all goes back in the box. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of like this huge analogy of life. Of yeah. just like we all end up in a box in the ground. Yeah. If you're not happy it, with what it, you all doesn't matter. So yeah. what really matters? I mean, you know, money's not going to make you happy, dude. You're either a happy person or you're not. And you know, and money can do negative things to you. If you're a miserable prick, two hundred million is just going to turn you into the devil. You know what I mean? So right, you're, you're either a happy person or you're not. And and I always say the anticipation is better than the realization. You know, I got this cool car, this Bentley that I drive around, but the chase and the dream of Thinking about that car, wanting that car, and the hard work that went in to get that car way outweighs the fulfillment of having it. You know, the, the anticipation is always greater than the realization. And, and you know, it's, it's so it's, true. It's true. You know, you got how many toys do you have that really oh, dude. bring you that much satisfaction? But the one before you had that toy, it was just like, I can't wait to have this. And you get it, like, oh, it's not as cool as I thought it was going to be, you know. It was like that with my my Hummer, my H twos when I had those. Um, yeah. When and just just recently, um, I was I, I'm in the, the process of something where, you know a little bit about it, but but basically I'm I'm selling an asset, let's just say, and one of the one of the things is, well, when it, when it was to that half billion dollar hedge fund, yeah. I was asking for a 458 Italia as a signing bonus. Yeah. Um, and that would have been unbelievable, but like with this 
other one, I'm asking for a, a new Z06. And the thing is, I'm so excited about it. I'm looking on eBay. It's it's going to happen, most likely. But now I'm thinking, like, do, would, would, if I get it, like, do I really want one? You know, like, like I it's not practical. Ferraris and Lambos, they really look like douchebags. I mean, it's so lame. Like, it, you think... Yeah, your Continental it's, GT it's, it's, is like, amazing. If you drive around a Lamborghini, you'd want to do it to you. How, I, I knew a dude who got one, and he was like, it was so... I felt like such a douchebag driving it, because it's like... Nobody really thinks you're cool in it. You know, I mean, everybody, you know, it, 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 you know, like I said, it's until you're there, it's really not that cool. (laughs) It's totally like, look at me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Don't want, it's exactly the tension you don't want to get when you, you know, when you, when you, when you have that kind of profile. And that, the car that, that Mark has is, is really awesome. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a Continental GTT. Um, Bentley and it doesn't but it doesn't look like something that you would you would like I, I, like do a double take if it drove by crazy over the top you know it's right like, it's not crazy over the top like a Ferrari right it's a very it's an amazing vehicle and and my boy Robin who you met from Europe that's what yeah. he he has a, a 458 Italia he's got or a spider Italia spider is that or is it just a, it's a 458, but it's a spider. And I think the spider is just a convertible. But anyway, um, he's got like, I think he's got a Lambo. He's got other stuff. Um, his, he's got an e-cig company that's, that's very, yeah, big no, he's, he's, he's doing yeah. I'm going to get him on the show one of these days. Cause he's got an amazing story and he's all over the board like us too. He's involved in like 80 different companies. And so anyway, he, he, um, participated in the gumball, which is a worldwide race. I, heard, you, I just learned about that the other yeah. day. It's funny. There's a venture I'm working on, and I might wrap my car in this new brand and put it in that gumball. We were talking about that. Is is doing it? Yeah. For the I wouldn't. I wouldn't have the time or the energy to go do it. But just donate my car and have somebody drive it, and then brand it with this. You know, wrap it with this new brand that we're working on. So he. So he dropped like a hundred grand just flying his car around the world, mm-hmm. because you know you start in um, I want to yeah. say Miami. And I think you end up in uh, Belize, or I, I don't remember exactly where. Yeah, you, got, you, you definitely have to. He got, he got somewhere in the teens of speeding tickets. And I don't remember how many exactly, but in the U.S. alone. And one was going. And so out of, my whole point was, out of all the cars he has, Ferraris, Lambos, all this shit, he drives a Continental GT. And he's like, he's like listen, the Ferrari's very fun to drive. And the Lamborghini's a lot of fun to drive. But he's like... You know, this is a very long race, and he's like, I can cruise in a Continental GT, and he's like, the Ferrari at 150 miles an hour is like a go-kart, yeah. and he's like, you're just like glued to the steering wheel, and he's like, my Continental GT, he's like, you know, I can one-hand drive at 150 and roll past these guys in their Ferrari that are just like glued to the steering wheel, and I, I thought that was pretty funny. Because I'm like, dude, you're not driving the four. And he's like, do you know how long this race is? Do you know how bad my ass would hurt? You know, like, like over the course. But his pictures are insane. Um, like, because they all fly in the same jet. And all these guys are rich. A lot of them have made their fortunes on the internet. They're, a lot of them are very immature. And they're from all over the world. So you get a bunch of these guys on a, on a plane that's theirs. And they can yeah. do what they want with. Yeah. There's a lot of chicks. There's a lot of recreational it. activities. Um, you know, yeah. not that Rob Robin's a very upstanding, mature guy. I'm pretty, you know, I, I don't think he partook in in some of the crazier stuff because he, he took photos and stuff. But holy cow, what a what a experience 
that would be i can't imagine what what but i mean they they rented a mansion i sent justin down there my boy justin i don't know if you, have you met like justin. justin he's a cool yeah guy. i met him he's, last year he's a good guy yeah, he's a good guy. And so he um I sent Justin down there cuz I I was it was like June and I was, you know, just it was in the middle of family stuff and whatnot and I was like Justin will enjoy it way more than I will. So I sent him and he stayed in the mansion um before cuz you know, there's all these freaking super hot chicks cuz they know if you're driving in this thing you're freaking jacked to the gills loaded. Mm. So, you know, so they they uh Robin rented a mansion that like slept like I don't know if it had like a dozen rooms in it or something, but they, I mean, cause he brought like 20 people with him, um, at the start of it. Anyway, amazing experience. He had a continental GT just like yours. So, all right, web hosting, cause that's your, your bread and butter primary business. And a lot of shit has changed since you started. Yeah. And now there's, what was that one? We just heard an ad for top frog, something like that. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I, I'm going to advertise on this web. I'll give that webmaster radio plug right now. I love the, I mean, I think it's t- targeted. It's different. And, uh, there you go, Brasco. See how yeah, that I'm going to, I'm going to test it out and be full transparency. Next time I come on, I'm going to tell you, there you I'm go. Not lie, but I'm going to spend some money with these guys and, uh, target, I get a cut. I get a cut. Audience, so. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, man. Everybody listening out there, uh, Try these guys out, man. This is it's it's you couldn't get more laser targeted. Uh, yeah, to, really. To you know the people the people that do listen to the show, like um, I mean, like it, it's kind of wild because I'll go to conferences and people will be like, "Yeah, I downloaded all your podcast. I listen to the way here." You know, like it's it's kind of wild. Like as you run into people, a lot of them listen to in the archives. I mean, I've got archives of shows that I mean, shit, Brasco, they probably go back eight years. Um, cause yeah. I stopped for four or five years and then I came back to doing it. But I mean, I, I think I started like 2006, 2007 ish around, oh, I know it was, had to have been 2007 cause I was doing auction ads. And so I was plugging that every time I was on the show. Yeah. Um, you know, you know how we do it. <laughs> um, I got a new thing cooking that you know about that I'm not ready to announce yet. Cause it's so damn close. I think three shows ago I said I was going to announce it, but um, you can bet your ass I'll be plugging that thing. Yeah. But so, yeah, yeah, people out there that want to advertise, want to get your brand out. Webmaster Radio, it's super reasonable rates. And between my show and the other shows that are on here, I mean, there's a lot of people in the industry that a lot of people listen to. I mean, Tim Ash has a show on conversion. I mean, he's one of the smartest. I think he, I think he is. Rock star, yeah. He's amazing. But I, I've worked with a number. Of conversion experts and i'm not saying he's the best um and i'm not i'm not i don't know i haven't worked directly with him so i'm not going to vouch that he's the best but i've sent people to him the prices he does it for is i mean so amazingly low i mean it's it blow i'm like dude this guy comes to you what whatever you think you should charge him charge him double and then just give me like 20 percent because i mean like he he very under much underprices himself um, that's my opinion. So anyone out there is looking for a conversion expert, Tim Ash, um, what's his website, Brasco? I know he advertises on here, right? I think well, he has no, his own well, show. Promotes conversion commerce, but sitetuners.com. Site tuners, yeah. Good guy. Anyway, yeah, but there's doesn't he have a show on here? I thought he sure did. does. Anyway. Landing page optimization. Okay, he does do a show, landing mm-hmm. page optimization. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he's he's a super ninja. I'm actually going to contact him about some of my stuff that I'm working on now. Anyway, but yeah, incredible guy, really nice guy. He has his own conference. I've spoken there. He totally takes care of everything. I think he was a little bit nervous to have me at his con. You know, like when people don't, when people only know the shoe money persona and they don't know me. You know, and then they're a little nervous. Like I think Webmaster Radio. I didn't hear your ringtone. Yeah, I mean, Webmaster Radio, I think, was a little nervous when they first gave my show. They wouldn't even let me call it Shoe Money Show. They made me call it Net Income. Um, and Because uh, they were like, yeah, well, if you flake out, then we're going to be stuck with the Shoe Money name we can't use and blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, it was called Net Income for like first year and a half or so. But anyway, yeah, so, all right, web hosting. I got to get I gotta get this in here. Uh, it's, pretty, it's a pretty cool milestone today. There's one of our brands, because we, we're also in the search engine optimization business, and one of the brands we have, which is called Attracta, which is one of the largest SEO firms in the, in the, in the country, actually in the world, we hit our four millionth website on our platform today, Jeremy. I literally have been right. watching the ticker. Like, it literally happened like 18 minutes ago, and uh, we're going we're gonna to identify the four millionth site, do a big promo, and I don't know, fly, fly them down to Florida or something, but... Uh, I mean, that's been a lot of effort over the last couple of years, and uh, and to have it hit four million sites is just really cool. That that deal that you guys have on that is amazing. And how many times has Jason told me to shut the fuck up? Um, well, because I I want the revenue into the user base. That's our that's our oh, revenue God. right there. And every time yeah. he tries to get in there, we got to sell these guys the coaching floors and and sell them this and sell them that. Jason, he's so protective of that customer. I am I am like. Dude, there's so much monetization on this thing. Like, it's like even don't even sell the data. Like, forget yeah. about that for a second. Yeah. Just, I mean, like, yeah. I every I gotta get. I don't know it, what it would take to get Jason to just give me a chance. Just yeah. give me a chance, and let me show you the possibility of that list. Because uh, I think you would be on board, Jason, Andy. Yeah. Gotta. I think I gotta. Jason and Andy will keep 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 us in business because if it were up to me, you know, <laughs> I do deals with everybody. Be, you, know, you need to find you, you, you probably maybe it's your Justin or your Anna. You know you gotta you gotta have those people to reel you back and and, and pull the choker. That's and, Anna. Justin's Justin's a cowboy like me. Yeah, hey, and that's why half the shit we don't tell Anna about. <laughs> you know, we I just I go rogue, and um, I, it's kind of like I was talking to them about some stuff we were talking about, and they're like, yeah. That's Hargrove. So here's the reality of the situation, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's so funny that you bring that up. So web hosting, it's so goddamn competitive right now. And you've got companies like, you know, these other ones that are paying out these ridiculous commissions. And and you you've messed with some of that stuff where you've yeah. you've we paid grew, out we grew by we couldn't really figure out how to grow organically. I mean we had a couple little stints here and there. We bought tw- we bought twenty hosting companies over the last 15 years. So we grew by acquisition. You know, hosting is a tough business because it's 24 seven and typically it's an owner operator. It's one dude who's hosting a thousand sites or 5,000 sites and it never stops. I mean, those servers, if they go down, your whole business goes down. So what happens is people just get burned out of the business. So eventually every hosting business comes up for sale at some point. And there's a company called EIG Endurance. They, they went public a, a, a year ago and we kind of mentored our business after them. They bought; they were the ones that bought Bluehost and HostGator, and they bought 20 companies, but on a much larger scale. So we would buy businesses doing anywhere from, 
you know, hundred grand to maybe our largest acquisition was maybe like one point five million. But you know, you just you know, a guy's doing a quarter of a million in hosting. I mean, he's not making that much money. He's got card costs. He's got support. He's got servers. You know, he might be making fifty, sixty grand out of it. So, you know, to be able to get one times revenue, to get a lump sum cash of two hundred grand, and just be done with all the headaches, it's very appealing to these owner operators. So we've grown our book by acquisition, and we're very you know, from a technical standpoint, we're very good at the migrations and, you know, not botching the customers. And, you know, some of the brands we keep, some of them will merge in, into some of our existing brands. Like Christian Webhost is one we bought, you know, 12 years ago, and it still churns out. Super niche. Great. Yeah, super niche. Great loyal customers. Um, All right. We got to take a break. Um, everybody, we'll be back in a couple minutes, and then we're going to talk into some business models and some philosophies and how you can get started and, and what's kind of the drawbacks on some stuff. So we'll, we'll see you in a couple minutes. Time to catch some more checks. Shoe Money will be back on webmasterradio.fm. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is a, this is the funny thing. That song that Brasco was just playing was one of the shoe money entries that we got, and um, and the funny thing about that one is he just got banned from YouTube for that video. That is so funny. That thing has been up there for like oh, two thousand nine. The thing and when I did that contest, that was so funny. Mark, you should listen to the shoe money theme songs that I got. I got like, I mean, there was over forty submissions, and ten of them were like total production quality yeah like there's one that's like nine inch nails that is just 
freaking badass. And uh, just total submissions. You didn't pay for them. Just like crowdsourced and just told people to submit stuff. Or did you? Pay? Well, here's yeah. So here's the thing. Is like what happened was is. You, my buddy Michael Sprouse, who was the CMO of Playboy, who became CMO of Zoogle Ads, Zoogle was like – I was their biggest publisher for a long time. And I was cranking in cash with them, just like high, high six figures, you know, like 500000 plus a month in gross revenue. And um, I mean I probably wasn't their biggest, but I was definitely moving the needle. Right. So anyway, you know, the long tail is huge. But anyway, whatever. So – Sprouse says to me, hey, I see – because I was just going to give away a 1000 bucks, right, to whoever won. Well, then he was like, how about this? Because we're having our – he was doing – because you know, he's Playboy, former Playboy guy. So he's like, we're going to have a party at the mansion. I remember that party. I remember it. Yeah. yeah. He's, like, he's like, how about – he hooked me up so hard with that. But he was like, how about this? How about on your contest, you not only give away a 1000 bucks." But you allow the winner to bring them and a friend to the mansion, and um, and and you know, and we'll pay for everything. We'll pay for their hotel room. We'll pay for their flights. Everything sponsored by Zulu Ads. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then they came out of the woodwork, right? So then the next year when they did the Playboy Mansion, he was like, "Hey, why don't you like see have a contest for Miss Shoe Money?" And whoever wins can come to the mansion and bring a friend and we'll pay for everything. And I was like, yeah. So then I got all these hot chicks to I the shoot money shirts on, on you know, wondering how you got all these girls. Yeah. And the funny thing is the girl, this girl from Omaha won, but I mean, she took some scandalous photos. Like some of them I didn't even publish. <laughs> um, yeah, they were like, she wanted to win. Let's just say that. But you know, people voted for her. She did good. Um, yeah. So, so anyway, that's that's a funny thing about that theme song. So one of the things I want to talk about is you said some interesting stuff about how we limit ourselves. And that's a big thing because one of the things that pisses me off the most is when someone comes to me and they and they have, you know, hey, I got this idea. I want to know what you think about it. And I'm like, okay, where are you at with it? And they're like, well, I got the business plan. And I'm like, okay, have you started on a website? Have you, have you fucking started on anything? You know, and they're always like, well, no, just what do you think of the business plan? I'm like, I don't fucking like, like Mark is in the, Mark understands the business of web hosting, right? He's yeah. not a web designer. He's not a programmer, right? It's like a, he's not a, he's not a chef. He's not like a guy who can cook good food that opens up a restaurant because it's like the highest rate of failure. He understands the business model. Yeah. Recurring revenue. If, I, if anybody can get anything out of this. You know, you want to get into a business that has reoccurring, monthly reoccurring or annual reoccurring revenue. Don't, you know, it's like I started with a web design. I figured out after six months building websites is the, 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 you're setting yourself up for failure because you're always chasing the next project. Once you're done, there's no you, the, the, the revenue afterwards. You're doing all the work. I mean, the great thing like with hosting is the computers do all the work. You know, you you, you need to you know obviously software as a service has exploded in the last fifteen years, but. We were building software as a service businesses 15 years ago, um, and it's picking the right model. You know, it's 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 picking the right model with the economics. You can be great at something, but if the model doesn't work, it's you're just really spinning your wheels. So half of it's picking a picking a model that, that works. And, and I'll, I shouldn't say this, but people are lazy too. When you hook somebody's credit card or PayPal account, I mean, we've been in business hosting business now, going or, or we'll have our 20th year anniversary coming up here. There's people. 
who've never uploaded anything to their web hosting account and are still paying for the domain registration and the coming soon page because they don't want to give up on their dream that it's like the health club membership that they haven't used in four years. I mean, so when you can hook somebody on a subscription service just by sheer laziness of not canceling it, you will, I mean, and that's not the way to build a business, but that's the benefits that come along with reoccurring subscription based businesses is that people will stay out of sheer laziness on your, your, your product. Right. Absolutely. What's the average lifetime value of a web host? I mean, because you own so many web hosting companies. What's the average lifetime value of a, of a web hosting client? You know, I would, I mean, I would have to put it at, at, at north of, north of $500, you know, south, wow. south, south of a thousand. I mean, there's a reason Bluehost pays a hundred dollars for a customer and they're a public company and they're worth a billion dollars. It's not because they don't know what they're doing. The customer's worth a heck of a lot more than the $100 that they're paying you for the, for the lead gen. Um, and for those wow. guys know how to monetize it even outside of hosting with their add-on services and things like that. So you're saying on, on average five years, like an, an average five years, the LTV, like for someone who pays, what's it, what's it like six bucks a month? What do you charge on average? Like what's the average price we have, point? We have products anywhere from six bucks a month on up to 30 bucks a month. You know, we, we VPSs and things like that. So, you know, the average guy probably pays us 15 bucks a month for hosting. Okay. They might be paying for backups. They might be paying for extra customer service, you know, so yeah, but yeah the average some- is about 15 bucks. Yeah, you got some ups. The standard stuff. You go through the flow. Standard upsells. You know of of you know your own IPs, your own whatevers, whatevers. SEO is the, where the big value is. And we got into the SEO business in the late two thousands because remember earlier I used the analogy of like commercial real estate. That's what I. That's how I call hosting. Well, the difference with commercial real estate is you have the location factor. Like if you got great commercial real estate in a in New York City, it's worth a heck of a lot more than. You know, Omaha, Nebraska, there's the location. Well, with the hosting, there is no such thing as location. A data center is a data center. If you can pull it up on your browser or your phone, it's commoditized. So where you, when you combine SEO with hosting, now you have the real components of commercial real estate. I have the monthly rental, which is the hosting, which it's, it's bandwidth and space and it's commoditized. But when you add the SEO component, now you add location to it. So not only I'm charging you a monthly fee – but if I can put you on beachfront property, which is the first page of Google, that's where you can that's where the sky's the limit on what you can charge. So when we started, you know, backlinks.com back in 2004, 2005, and we were able to take customers where they were, you know, they couldn't be found on the internet and be able to put them on the first page for their keyword term, people were willing to pay thousands of dollars a month. And they still are for for that service. No SEO's changed a lot in the last 10 years, but it's still it's still it's links, you know, links and content. It's, it's, it hasn't changed that much. You know, the, 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 there, there's tweaks here and there, but you need links and you need unique content. And the, both of those will, will, move your, will move your search engine rankings. Yeah. And, that- just, like, and just like hosting, when, you know, we have thousands of campaigns on our SEO platform. So we get to see people are like, well, that doesn't work anymore. And I say, okay, well, how many campaigns do you manage? I got 4 million sites on, a, on our platform. I think I get to see a little high, you know, I, I think I know what works and what doesn't work. So the reality is you got to watch out who you listen to and these experts. Oh, tell you, God. Because so, they got three clients and it's it's not working for one guy. So they'll tell you this doesn't work anymore. Well, Right. You guys you guys got four million freaking clients. So we, we run analytics on them. So we know what works and what doesn't work. And, and when you can see that, then you can really help clients because you've got real data to say this is what will you know, will um, 
what work. It's well, it's working. And, not, and SEO is never a hundred percent. This is what works eighty five percent of the time. You know, there right. is always that one where you just you scratch your head and you say it's supposed to work. It should rank. It doesn't. Right. But you know, if you can bat seventy percent in SEO, you can make a whole lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just watching Anchorman, and it's it's so funny that Black Panther when he says, you know, what is it like sixty percent of the time it works every time. <laughs> Yeah, Something yeah. like that. Anyway, yeah. But I, I love that. And, you know, there's a Frank Kern video out there where he does this thing with Anthony Robbins. And I brought it up. I brought this up because it's such a good video for those who haven't seen it. Just Google it. Frank Kern, um, John Reese, and Andy Robbins. They sit down, and Frank talks about how he's frustrated with the industry. And I am too because I've sold 25,000 units of the shoe money system in the shoe in blueprint or whatever the hell you want to call them. And looking at the statistics, less than 1% of the people have logged in more than three times. Yeah. That's very like upsetting, right? And that's also what inspired me to do this new thing mixed with some of the other stuff you're talking about. Um, is that is that people and Frank was talking about these guys will buy a two thousand dollar product and he's like, I'll see the same people because they're on my list buy other people's two thousand dollar products, but yet they'll still ask me where they go to get started. Like they'll blow ten grand and he's like, they're scared to spend two hundred dollars on AdWords. Right. You know, or or something, because it's just like, oh, I'm just wasting my money or whatever. And it just it blows me away that people like they think that by buying a product or by doing something. And and the point I'm trying to make is there's no price on experience. You can buy all the products you want. Like if you look at Mark, like Mark Mark's a one upper to me. Like he doesn't mean it intentionally, but like I'll tell him about some my most insane story, and then he'll tell me about this time he was. Where the hell were you at when you got lost? Yeah, I don't. We, we let's let's say it was it was it was way that, far away. For another story, the, okay. The, the best, uh, the I asked you if anything we can't talk about. And you were like, "Oh, wide open." Okay, so that's that's one of them. Okay, but but anyway, Mark's a one upper, and he has stories in in different freaking continents. You know that are insane. You know that are just amazing stories. I mean, the guy's been in WWF and wrestled. You know, on that circuit as a jobber, you know, to taking a company public and being worth, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and then, you know, and owning this thing. And, you know, and that's the thing is like people get so caught up in the money. But for like guys like us, like you, you give me two million dollars tomorrow. Nothing in my life changes. Not one thing changes. I don't go buy anything different. You know, my wife probably would add an addition onto the house or something, but nothing crazy, like maybe 150 grand or something like that. But the money is like, now, you know, you talk, you know, whatever that, that brings on like a level of stress. And I think what people trust me, when when it all went away, like a big, big lead weight off my shoulders, you know what I mean? Because now I can just go back to just doing what I do, doing what I know how to do, you know? All right, we're getting the hook. We're getting the hook. We got to get off the stage. All right, Hargrove, tell him, promise me you'll come back. I will. I got, I got, I got three sheets of stories I didn't even get into. So all right, this again. All, all right, right brother, thank you, you so much. Hey, all right, everybody, Master Radio. Everybody, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. I'm out. Mm-hmm. 
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.